Hey, good morning. Welcome to Church Online. Absolutely brilliant to have you with us once again today. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, we're in this little series at the moment on why would I? Why would I choose to follow Jesus? You know, in this day and age, in 2021, uh, why would you spend, you know, time, energy, effort in pursuing God? And uh, is it all over? Is it, you know, something which we don't believe in anymore? Well, I think there's still compelling reasons to follow Christ. And I think one of the biggest reasons which we still need to grapple with is this thing of heaven and hell. Do we still believe in heaven and hell? And you know, when you talk about eternity, uh, eternity is for a very long time. And we need to get this one right. Um, and I think that around following Christ, heaven and hell is something we need to talk about. And uh, it's, sometimes it's, it's an awkward conversation if we're honest about it, isn't it? It's kind of like, oh man, the big ones, heaven and hell. And uh, we, we, we've got to tackle it. And I think, I don't know about you, but for me, like I was brought up in, in the 80s and church in the 80s, uh, there was a lot of talk about the end times, about the mark of the beast, the tribulation, how it was all going to uh, pan out the judgment day and the rapture. How's that all work together? And we had this uh, speaker who'd often come through, a guy by the name of Barry Smith. And and as a young Christian man, I was curious and uh, all those questions and a little bit of, you know, oh my goodness, how, how, how does it work out? And uh, always at the end of, of his messages around the end times, he would give an opportunity for people to follow Christ. And uh, there would be hundreds of people who would, who would uh, step into that, who would say, oh, no, I, I need to follow Christ. And I'm not sure how much of it is out, was out of fear. I don't know how much was out of, you know, whatever. But what I found is a lot of those people, I mean, they stuck. Uh, they pursued God with all their hearts, their mind, their souls and, and with that. And then also probably uh, a few years later, um, probably around the 2000s, there was this play, uh, Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. And again, it was this presentation around the difference between heaven and hell. And again, lots of people made commitments to follow Christ at that time. And, and it got me thinking uh, about the whole thing. Do we really present heaven and hell um, anymore? And I think we need to talk about it. I mean, if heaven and hell are true, and, and it would be a basic Christian belief, wouldn't it? Then, then it's an important doctrine. It's an important thing which we, we need to talk about it. And uh, it's confronting. For me, like, I'm a Jesus guy. I love the stories of Jesus. I love his teachings. And so I, I go back to what did Jesus say? And when I begin to look at Jesus' teaching on it, I mean, he actually talked more about heaven and hell than any other person in the Bible. He, he talked about his father, my father who art in heaven. He would talk about, hey, I'm, I'm going to my father. He said, in my father's house, there, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. And uh, he, he had this serious belief in heaven and also hell. And, and he talked about it. When you go through all the various parables which he, he shared, many of them were... At, they talked about the end times. Many of them talked about what was going to happen on the day of judgment. There's, there's uh, three little parables in Matthew chapter 25 which head down that track. And uh, the first parable is the parable of the bridesmaids, so the, the wise and the foolish virgins, the five who had oil and five didn't. And it talks about when the bridegroom was coming and you didn't know what time he was going to turn up. And would you be ready at that time or, or were you going to be left out of the banquet? And, uh, and then the next story would be about the parable of the talents and the, the, the 
each of the people were given uh, talents to do something with and then the master would go away and he, he comes back and and you read at the end he he the the guys who had done something with what they were given he was a hey, good and faithful servant enter into your rest and then the other guy who, who didn't do anything with this he was like you know sent out weeping and gnashing of teeth and then the the third little parable is we have the parable of the sheep and the goats which uh, uh we had as the kids story this morning and uh it, it's it's again this little story of these two groups of people and it's what they did uh with jesus but it's what they did with actually other people, you know, where they clothed people when they were naked, they fed people when they are hungry, they gave uh, drink to those who were in need, that they uh, met those and looked after those who were sick or in prison. And it's this call uh, to actually love people and to serve people as, you are, as if you are serving Christ. And again, it finishes with um, the little verse in, let me find it, Matthew 25, 46. It says, and they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. And again, it's this, this separation. At the end of the age, there's a separation. And it's all around what you do with Jesus, how you react and how you choose to follow Christ. You know, Jesus spoke more about hell than anyone else in the Bible. And, and he gives very explicit warnings around hell and and if like if heaven is that opportunity to step into the very presence of God the Father to come into his presence his love and his glory in that place see hell is this separation from the love of God this total absence of the presence and the power of God and uh, I think that's a that's a fairly compelling um, reason to follow Christ, that we may enter in to that place of glory. And we need to take heed. You know, Blaise Pascal, uh, he was like a 17th century, he was a, a mathematician, a theologian, a brilliant mind, a philosopher, he's a physicist, try and get that word right. And he came up with this philosophical argument, and which is now known as uh, Pascal's wager. And he proposed that, that we, as human beings, that all human beings, we have to make a wager or make a gamble on whether God exists or whether he does not. And uh, his argument is that any rational person, if you've got a rational mind, if you think it through, then we should live as though God exists and seek to believe in God. And if you know, if God does not exist, then you haven't lost too much. You may have lost a little bit of time, energy, you know, given away uh, from yourself on this planet. But in the long run, you have won everything. You've won the jackpot. You have made it to heaven. Well, whereas if God doesn't does doesn't exist, then you haven't lost too much. I think I got it right there. I'm not sure if I got the right way around. Anyway, there's this little uh, graph which I'm going to put up on the screen now and have a look at that. So yeah. If you believe in God and he exists, then there's infinite reward. If you believe in God and there is no God, there's a finite loss, a small loss. If you don't believe in God and he does exist, there's infinite punishment. And if you don't believe in God and there is no God, there's only a small gain at that point. So we need to understand that we, we need to find that way to get to heaven. And
and I was watching this little video the other week, a little interview between J. John and John Lennox, and John Lennox is one of the brilliant minds. Moment he is at Oxford University, uh, he's a mathematician lecturer. He often uh, debates with um, Richard Dawkins, and he wrote the book Has Science Explained Everything? Anyway, I, I like him because he's, he's he's brilliant. And I was going to try and explain it to you, but I thought the best way would be just play this video for you. And uh, they're way more intelligent than I am, so let's just play that now. A lot of people, John, have misunderstandings as to what does it actually mean to be a Christian. How would you explain that? What is a Christian? Well, a Christian is a person who enjoys now a real relationship with God through Christ, through trusting him, that he or she has not merited, and this is one of the huge confusions of our day. They think of Christianity as a religion, and if you ask them what is a religion, they'll say a religion is a path, you try and follow it, and you hope that when you get to the judgment, you'll have done enough for God to accept you. That's religion. Well, if it is religion, that's not Christianity. Christianity turns that on its head. It's utterly revolutionary because it tells me that I can't make it that way. I can't earn God's forgiveness. But God has done something in Christ on the cross, the resurrection, that he can offer me forgiveness as a free gift on the basis of my trusting him and giving my life to him. I cannot merit it. And you know, <laughs> I often explain it this way. I say, you know, we ought to understand this. We live in a merit-based society. Universities, you get a degree, but you're not guaranteed one because it depends on your merit, everywhere merit, promotion merit, all this kind of thing. So we think that we can merit God and a relationship with him, but just a minute. What about marriage? And I sometimes say, jokingly, I say, you know, I met a, a young lady when I went to Cambridge and I thought she'd make a good wife. So I, I brought her a cookbook and I said to her, you know, do you see this cookbook? There are various laws on how you make apple cake. I like apple cake. So if you keep these rules um, pretty well, pretty nearly 100% for the next 40 years, I'll accept you. Otherwise, you can go back to your mother. And you know, audiences roar at this. Of course. They absolutely roar. And I say, why are you laughing? Isn't that exactly your attitude towards God? You wouldn't insult a fellow human being mm. by telling them that your acceptance of them depends on their performance. But that's exactly what you're basing a relationship with God on. So there we go. I love that little video. See, God loves us. And we it's not through merit. It's not through working our way to Christ. See, I love in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he sent his only son so that whoever believes, it's not whoever can get the most brownie points, whoever can make it happen, but whoever believes on the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, they will not perish, but they will have eternal life. See, God loves you so much that he has made a way for you. And he hasn't made it that hard either, which is very, uh, very handy uh, for most of us. But he invites us into a relationship with him. He invites us to make that decision to follow him. So why would I follow Christ? Well, for me, 
I want to go to heaven. It's really, actually, fairly simple. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he lived on this planet, that he died. I believe that he is the son of God. And I believe that he is the gate, that he is the way, he is the door that opens the way for us to get to heaven. And all it takes is just a very, very simple prayer of handing our lives over to God and saying, hey, Jesus, I give you my life. I choose to follow you, which opens that door and allows us into the kingdom of God. How cool is that? I don't know if you've ever prayed that prayer, but I'd really like to just invite you right now just to say, hey, Lord, I give you my life. I give over. I give in. I give up. You're my Lord and my Savior. That's so simple, but it changes everything. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Let me just pray the blessing of God over you. Dear Lord, I thank you for everyone who's tuning in today, whether they're close to you, whether they're on a journey, whether they're far away, wherever they are. Lord, I pray even today that they make that one step closer to you. Lord, they will explore faith. they find that journey towards you. Lord, I pray that the saving grace and goodness of God would flow. Lord, right now I also pray for healing, uh, for people who are sick, for people who uh, just need your hand of blessing upon them right now. I pray again, Lord, that would flow into their lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, Kakiri have a brilliant day. God bless you. Hope to see you soon.